the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Call me, 844-TALK-989. That's 844-825-5989. I have two questions for you. You don't have to answer both. You can answer just one. First question is this. Should the Republican National Committee halt the GOP presidential debates? Now, Team Trump is imploring the GOP to stop. What do you think? Should Republicans consolidate focus and money and gear up for the general election? Question two. Will Robert F. Kennedy Jr., enter the presidential race as an independent. He declared that he has an announcement coming up. Some people speculate he's telegraphing his announcement that he will run as an independent, not as a Democrat. His favor in the Democratic Party has dwindled. So if RFK is going to run, is he going to run as an independent? But here's the real question. If he runs as an independent, does that help Donald Trump or Joe Biden? So question one, should the RNC stop presidential debates, and if RFK enters the race as an independent, does that help Donald Trump or Joe Biden? Call me, 844-TALK-989, 844-825-5989. Good morning and welcome to The Bruce Hooley Show. I'm Jack Windsor, editor-in-chief of The Ohio Press Network. Check us out at theohiopressnetwork.com. That's the only place You'll get an accurate pulse on the people, politics, and policies in Ohio and around America without the corporate media Marxist bent. We have some great syndication relationships with companies like Real Clear Politics and Just the News. That's at theohiopressnetwork.com, theohiopressnetwork.com. I want to direct you also now to 989theanswer.com. Go there. 989theanswer.com, you'll see a Give, Send, Go image with the Bruce Woolley Show logo. Click on that. That will take you to the donation page where you can support Bruce Woolley and his family in his fight against brain cancer. The Give, Send, Go page was set up by Josh Pick, Bruce's partner on the Aptus Retirement Blueprint radio show. And here's what Josh had to say. Help support Bruce Woolley and his family in their fight against brain cancer. Bruce has been a Columbus, Ohio staple on the radio for years, enriching our lives through sports commentary, news coverage, and standing fast against the forces of evil in our political systems, both at the local, state, and federal level. Now, for those taking a pause here from what Josh wrote, those of you who don't know, Bruce had declared his candidacy for his local school board race. So he was not only talking the talk, he was walking the walk. Okay, back to what Josh said. I have known Bruce for years. And through our joint show, the Aptus Retirement Blueprint Radio Show, had a front row seat to witness a person of steadfast faith that makes decisions that are right in accordance with the will of God rather than his own personal gain. 
Bruce has led a life of purpose that has helped so many. Please join me in giving back and helping he and his family battle this terrible disease. I love this part right here. The only thing I can guarantee you is that Bruce will turn his sickness somehow miraculously into a beacon of hope and resolve to help direct many of us towards a better way of living. Amen, Josh. I second that. When I talked to Bruce and he let me know what was going on with the tumor uh, that has since been removed from his frontal lobe, the amount of hope and peace and courage that he showed inspired me instantly. And I know that he's, as he continues this fight, the way he conducts himself, the peace and the hope will bring power to him, his family, and everybody who knows him. So please consider donating and sharing the chance for others to donate so that Bruce's financial burdens may be lessened. And thank you, Josh Pick, for establishing the fund, and thank you in advance to those of you listening for giving and making a tremendous difference at this critical point. And Bruce, if you're listening, we love you, brother. We're praying that critical appointments will happen much sooner rather than later, and that your recovery will be full and you will be restored to full health sitting in this chair very soon, talking to listeners who love your commentary, love your insight, and fully appreciate all of the hard work that you bring every single day to hold government officials accountable and to give people the truth about the goings-on locally, statewide, and in America. Because it's guys like you, Bruce, that help us go about our daily life with a little bit more ease knowing that you've got it covered. You're telling us what's going on. We have a lot to cover today, and I mean a lot. Uh, Several reports and tidbits of information. Uh, We'll talk about the decision out of Franklin County yesterday that halted the development of the Department of Education and Workforce and what it means to the education structure in the state of Ohio. State Representative Scott Wiggum, he'll be here next segment, uh, 1122, to talk about his resolution that would prohibit masking mandates in public spaces. Isn't it hard to believe that we're back at this point? We knew in 2020 that masks, whether they were N95s or cloth masks or whatever you wanted to put on your muzzle, didn't work. They didn't stop the spread. They didn't stop the contraction of COVID. But here we are again. Now, sane people know that uh, masks might provide a little bit of emotional security to people who wear them, but more often than not, they're seen as a virtue signal from people who are elite and want you to know and think that they are just superior because they care about you and your health. We'll talk to Scott Wiggum about masking at 1122. In the second hour, Bob France will join us, and we're going to unpack his thoughts on last week's GOP presidential debate. Be interesting to see what he thinks if the debates should stop. We're going to talk about Donald Trump and more, I'm certain. Uh, But Bob France, you don't want to miss him. He's always right radio, the sister station in Cleveland, Ohio, the answer, uh, Salem Media Group guy, and uh, he's a rock star. Bob is uh, is a uh, warrior for the truth, and uh, I look forward to hearing his thoughts on all the goings on, particularly on Trump. The federal government averted a shutdown, and the House gave the operation, the entire federal operation, a 45-day runway 
to settle budgetary matters. We'll hit on that in a bit, I hope. Hunter Biden in court today. We'll get the latest on the Biden crime family in hour number two. And just this morning, a letter was signed by over 100 black pastors and community leaders. It was published as well. We'll talk with one of the pastors about the letter, which opposes state issue one. And don't be fooled about issue one. Issue one isn't protecting women's health. It's not protecting your right to choose. Issue one is a radical proposed amendment that would allow abortion on demand to birth for matters of convenience. Why? Because the word health is in the proposed language and health could cover financial health, emotional health, uh, spiritual health, uh, familial health, uh, so on and so forth. And it also gives abortion doctors the right to make that call instead of OBGYNs, which I talked to one of one yesterday and uh, he handled the misnomer. And actually it's not a misnomer. It's a blatant lie that supporters of issue one are perpetrating on airwaves when they're saying, Hey, if you have an ectopic pregnancy, uh, you can't, if this issue fails, you can't get the care that you need. Um, or if you, for some reason, uh, lose the pregnancy early, you can't get the care that you need in the OBGY and said, that's bunk. And uh, he's actually putting himself at risk by standing up. But he said, look, we need to know the truth on this matter. So we're going to talk about issue one. And uh, there are 100 black pastors and community leaders that have signed a letter and we will hopefully have a conversation uh, with one of them and get a pulse on community leaders and pastors on this critical, critical issue. And by the way, I'd be remiss if I didn't remind you that issue one also allows minors to abort pregnancies and gender transition without parental involvement. Later in the week, I'll be joined by U.S. Senate candidate Bernie Marino on Thursday at 1135. We'll talk about Bidenomics, the border, and more. Uh, Moreno reports a $5 million cash-on-hand balance this morning. $4 million of that came from his own coffers. Uh, he built and sold a network of luxury car dealerships. So he's independently wealthy. But he raised $1.1 million from donors, according to his press release. And that number, he says, is five times more than Matt Dolan has raised. Uh, however, Dolan is also independently wealthy. His family owns that Major League Baseball team in Cleveland, formerly known as the Indians. On Friday, we'll hear from John Patton, a partner at Alpha Beta Report. He'll talk with us about the little covered threat that the government will try to get you to turn in your dollar bills and convert to digital currency. Now, you'll remember Congressman Warren Davidson talked with you and I about that previously here on air. But on Friday, we'll hear from a cryptocurrency expert on what appears to be a dystopian matter. Can you imagine, Jeff? That's Jeff Murtal, by the way, on the other side of the glass. He's producing the show. Uh, federal government is going to want you to turn in your dollar bills. Here's where I think it's going to go. They're going to incent you to do it in the beginning. They're going to go, hey, uh, we're going to give you $1.5 for every dollar you turn in. And then by about the fourth or fifth iteration, it's going to be, you cannot use these things or else. Pretty scary scenario when you think about it. Hey, on the other side of this break, we're going to be joined by State Representative Scott Wiggum on The Bruce Woolley Show. Stay with us. Are you seeking a lucrative side hustle? The Alpha Beta Report is your golden ticket. They've cracked the code on turning humble accounts into towering assets. Get educated, get empowered, and let your money work wonders. Dive in at alphabetareport.com. 
Right now on the LegacyOnPossumRun.com phone line, I am joined by State Representative Scott Wiggum. He is a Republican from Worcester, Ohio. Uh, State Representative Wiggum, are you with us today? Hey, I'm on, Jack. Thank you for having me. Hey, it's, it's an honor to have you. And the, by the way, listeners, the only reason I ask that, I think Scott is going through the mountains and, or the hills of West Virginia right now. So thanks for carving out time for us this morning. Um, I want to dive right in. You have a what's called House Joint Resolution 4. Uh, explain to us what that is and why you are championing that right now. Uh, House Joint Resolution 4, which has 30 co-sponsors uh, on besides myself, so there's 31 of us um, uh, that are in favor of this, which means I need 29 more votes to go. But uh, what this what this would actually do is prohibit mask mandates in public access uh, access areas and public accommodations. And so the language is pretty specific as you read through it. Uh, any place that um, the public has access to, you can't force masks on people's face. Um, and uh, that would include uh, that would include, though, um, whether the public has open access to schools. Uh, it would also include schools, universities, colleges. Um, it would include courtrooms. It would include any of these government uh, uh, agencies. Um, uh, so that's what this that, that's what this bill would do. And I want to point out because I can almost hear the the radical progressives screaming, screeching, halting, gnashing their teeth. Uh, this does nothing uh, as it relates to applying to a private residence, and it it also does not prohibit an individual if they want a voluntary mask. Is that correct? Correct. Uh, private residences. Um, private businesses that have that are not public access you know if they don't have a if they don't have a, a greeting space where people can come in and are trying to access the business uh, so that would include that this wouldn't affect surgical rooms it wouldn't affect doctors offices it doesn't it doesn't apply to you know meat processing plants where people you know regularly use masks it doesn't apply to uh, businesses that have welders in them um, this is this is applicable to places that are that are meant and geared towards public as- access, grocery stores, gasoline stations, those types of open places. So. So, so I want to talk about the legislative process and and then the science. So this is a joint resolution, which means that if passed uh, and to pass, it would require 60 percent, which I be- believe is about 60 in the House, 20 in the Senate. Um, it would not require a signature from the governor, correct? That is correct. And is this a constitutional thing? How, how does this uh, fit into? Is it a, would it be on the law books? Uh, what's the intent here? Yeah, the intent for this um, this joint resolution it is constitutional. It's a constitutional amendment that if we get sixty votes, uh, if we get sixty percent from the Senate, it goes straight to the people, and the people get to decide. People in Ohio, one person, one vote, <laughs> get to decide. <laughs> I love that. whether or not they think that this is a freedom issue for them. Okay, that this is an issue that uh, wearing a surgical device on their face in order to access public accommodations such as hotels, motels, and grocery stores, uh, whether they think that this is this is something that others should be able to do to them. Now, I know that this is not the only issue out there, but I think this is one that is intense enough, uh, and I've heard enough from my constituents that I think this is pretty important to go forward and make sure that the people have the right to decide how they think. Um, society should respond to the next cri- uh, crisis that government creates. Uh, and, and you hit that right on, a crisis that government creates. So we talked about the process. Not, uh, well, actually, one more question on the process. How soon would this be on the ballot? 
or how soon could it be on the ballot? Are, are we? This couldn't be obviously November, but it would be the next election cycle. So what, March? Is that right? Next election cycle, I do not think that we're out of time for March. Uh, okay. But however, I, I think more likely if, if this were to gain momentum, you know, as as these mandates come down, if this were to gain momentum, we might be looking at next November. Okay, that's fair enough. So now the science behind it, I can imagine that your constituents are ringing the bell on this. As as the father of three school-aged children, two are bonus children, one is my biological daughter, I've had to live through the insanity of schools wanting to mask, knowing, one, masks, when you talk to the experts, and the experts aren't Dr. Fauci's of the world. The experts are the people who are who are trained to remove and mitigate toxins from the air. Those are... Uh, those are people who can tell you that masks do not stop the spread of the virus. But we're, we're, we were required to put them on our kids. The other thing that's not being said or reported or owned by government officials who wanted masking policies or uh, quack scientists is that masks actually in about five different situations or five different uh, negative outcomes hurt kids. Not only are they not stopping the spread, we're hurting our kids by making them wear masks eight hours a day. What is the pulse in the state house on this matter? I, w- I would imagine it's along partisan lines. Am I wrong on that? Uh, most likely it will be, and it probably is best demonstrated in the fact that um, during the 2020 uh, episode, during the shutdowns, uh, during uh, even when we came back uh, to Columbus and sat in the in the chamber, even when we did that, you could see a dividing line between who was wearing masks and who, and who wasn't. You could see where the Republicans stopped and the Democrats started. I mean, it was that clear. So, yeah, I mean, I obviously, I, I hate that this is a political issue, but I think that it's been a political issue to see who, who has the bona fides of a, of, you know, of a, of a liberal uh, when they put a mask on. But, you know, you've talked about the science. Let's talk about the science a little bit. The Cochrane uh, uh, report that came out and uh, made it specifically clear that there's absolutely no evidence. It's the most, it was the most con- uh, conclusive report out there. It took a look at all of the different um, uh, studies, um, and, it, and there's just no conclusive evidence that this actually works. And we knew that. As a society, that masks do not work for viruses, uh, we went into this. When your doctor puts a mask on uh, as he's working on your, you know, a surgery, um, they they are trying to make sure that particulates are not coming out of their mouth into into these. So we know all of this. Yep. Fauci admitted early on that masks don't work in this situation. Of course, then he said he was lying. Um, but I don't think he actually was. I think that's one time where he wasn't lying. <laughs> he said that masks don't work. It's hard to, it's, we know this. We yeah. see the science. We, we do. We do. Coming up on about 30 seconds here. Um, but I, I'll have you back on because I want to make sure that we keep a pulse on this. This is important because it's not only about the science. It's about bodily autonomy. It's about sound decisions that should be made by elected officials. Now, we do have a Republican supermajority, so I hope that uh, they they prove their worth by supporting you in this. Uh, State Representative Wiggum, thank you uh, for joining us today on The Bruce Woolley Show. Thank you, Jeff. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. 
the explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.